Welcome back to Reading Reddit Stories. I'm Shane, and today we have a very awesome guest. Thomas Sanders is here Hello, in the house. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. I'm very excited about this. And Thomas, you started on Vine. I remember it. I remember seeing you on Vine, and then now you've become a huge YouTuber, and you've been making content for a while. Yeah, just I'm very lucky to still be able to create the short form content uh, on all of the other platforms. Reels, TikTok, all that stuff, but then extend to you know sketch comedy stuff that you can find on YouTube. So, if you're interested in my Vine type comedy, you just see that, but it's longer and horizontal on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty crazy. Mind blowing stuff. <laughs> Took me a while to get adjusted. So you're not you're not a redditor. I am not. No, but I, everything I've seen coming from Reddit has been fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Well, luckily, <laughs> you have, uh, Angela is a huge redditor, and she's yeah. also here. <laughs> yeah, I, I communicate. I communicate to my loved ones through Reddit. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> today's episode, we have a theme today, and yeah. it's one that people have been asking for for a long time. Uh, it is wholesome Reddit stories. Yes. Uh, and I would say your brand's pretty wholesome. I was gonna say, I like that you waited for me to be on here to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did, we did like uh, a series of videos on my channel just called Reasons to Smile because we like started in 2016 for political reasons where people <laughs> needed optimism, you know? <laughs> Our recent one like had people contribute with videos of their own, their own facts. So like, it made me always very happy. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. That's good. So this is reasons to smile, not like, why am I an asshole? <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I hope. this yeah. is good. Here's our first story. Yay! Ooh. Buckle up, because it's going to get wholesome. <laughs> am I the asshole for taking my daughter's boyfriend out to dinner? Uh, whoa, okay. Hold on. So, I already hate that. Stay, stay tuned. <laughs> okay. What, what if this is all a prank? You, wait, it was, am I the asshole for taking my, my daughter's boyfriend, boyfriend out to dinner? Okay, I need the context, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my 14-year-old daughter, May, has been dating this boy, Felix, also 14, for a couple of months now. He's a nice boy, really polite, but I can tell he most likely isn't from a well-to-do family. I don't have a problem with this, though, because as I said, he seems like a good person, and that's what counts. He was going to take my daughter out for ice cream earlier today, and while he was waiting for her to get ready, he asked me if he could have some peanut butter. I said, oh, don't you want to save room for the date? But he explained he didn't have enough money to buy something for himself. He always paid on their dates, as far as I know. This poor kid was so hungry, I could hear his stomach growling. I offered to give him some money, but he said he's not allowed to accept cash. I then asked him if it'd be all right if I took him out for dinner with my daughter. He called his mom, and she said it was okay. When May came downstairs, I told her the new plan. She was upset and thought it was lame that I'd be with them. I said I could just sit in the car and she could call me when it was time to pick up the check, but she was having none of it. Then she said she was going out with some friends instead. It was a little embarrassing since she basically dumped him in front of me, but I kind of just moved on and asked Felix if he still wanted to go. He said, yeah, so I took him down to Wendy's. We had a good time, but when I told May where I'd been, she was furious. She accused me of liking her boyfriend romantically and that I shouldn't have gone on a date with him without her. I reminded her I'd given her that option and she'd refused, but she said that didn't change anything and now she can't trust me with any of her boyfriends. I tried to tell her I'm not interested in her boyfriend at all, but she just ran out, to, uh, ran out of the room. I feel bad for her, but I don't think I did anything wrong. Am I the asshole? Overall <laughs> wholesome. Uh, yeah. But tough, 
No, that's that's definitely a tough situation to be in because there's a lot of layers there yeah. just from what I'm oh. picking up. Yeah. So he did get fed. He did get fed. She did take him to Wendy's. Yeah. The verdict obviously was not the asshole. They were like, no. He doesn't want the mom to explain the situation. Like he doesn't want to admit that he's he needs that help. Yeah. You know, he wants to be able to like, hey, I, I, I got it, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, feels like there's a lot of things at play here. Right. My my biggest thing is why doesn't she just give him some cash so he, he can go eat? Because he doesn't accept it. He oh. said he said he said he's not allowed to accept cash. Like clearly, you're right. Their family's like, hey, don't accept cash. Yeah. So I I, I, I mean, from a, a point of view for me, like if I was a parent in this situation, and you're not trying to like belabor the situation or make it yeah. any more awkward for a young person who probably is hungry for whatever reason, doesn't matter his circumstances. Yeah. If you're a 14 year old, 15 year old individual who wants food and you're an adult, you're just like, let's make it as pain free and comfortable to provide this young person some food as possible. It doesn't matter their circumstances or backgrounds in my opinion. And you're just trying to make it as cool and chill as possible. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and get you the food. And then, you know, if, if he wants to talk about the breakup that just happened in front of them, maybe that <laughs> happens. And I, I think I agree with you, like communication is always gonna make things a lot easier in situations yeah. like these. I think maybe her daughter just made it uh, difficult. I'm, I don't know if the writer was, was, a, was using she, her pronouns or he, him pronouns. Um, I think I think it's I think it's the mom. Yeah. Yeah, the parent. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if but, I, I, yeah, I don't know if they were um making it very easy for uh a conversation to happen because it seemed to be so rushed yeah. in that situation. It's like one of those situations of like probably act now and then explain later mm -hmm. and probably they didn't think it was a big deal that right. it was happening and didn't know how the daughter would respond in that situation. And I, I understand when you're 14, I mean, a 14 year old, like that's, I get it. I get her mindset. I get why yeah. it's from my point of view. I'm like, that's completely ridiculous. Yeah. But 14 year old, a 14 year old's just like, you like him more than me. <laughs> Slam yeah. the door. Yeah, I would also just like, maybe the teen also needs to like reflect on her own actions in terms <laughs> of like how she treated, you know, the people in, that's in the car at that time. So some comments here. Absolutely not the asshole, but what you could do in the future is give me the money to take Felix on a date. That's it. It's 2023, so women should also pay. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good solution. I, I think there's other alternatives that she could have done, but her intentions were so sweet that who who cares? Right. Uh, not the asshole, but it seems like you may be raising an asshole. <laughs> you need to stop protecting her from the reality of life. I'm sorry, but she currently sounds so friggin' oblivious to the hardships of others and awful. And I say this as a mother of a 14-year-old daughter who would never behave this way or even think these things. I don't know. I think that 14, 15, you can't put too much. Yeah, that's, I, we've all been there. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. We've had those bad days. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. I believe she totally can change from 14 to 20. Like, she might yeah. be a completely yeah. different person. I feel like the move would be like, get this guy a scoop of peanut butter while your daughter's <laughs> getting dressed, which is, first of all, a, a, a good move. He wanted protein. Yeah. Right? He wanted to calm his stomach down so he can go on this freaking date. Let him go on the date. Ants on a log if you got... Ants on, yeah. Ants on a log. He wants to scoop down some protein so then he can go have some ice cream with a cute girl. Let him do it, right? And then give the girl some money and do that so they can maybe go get like 
some protein, some more protein after. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> Relationship saved. And then this mom can go to Wendy's by her damn self. <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> yes. What if I she love took that. what if she took him to Wendy's and he's like, Do you guys have peanut butter? <laughs> he's like, I just want peanut butter, dude. Not the asshole for taking him out. The kid was going to go hungry in order to buy her an ice cream. This kid will be going places when he grows up. Uh, someone else said, not the asshole. Is your daughter aware of Felix's situation? She could be thinking that he just wants to spoil her and not even realize he can't afford any, anything yeah. more. Yeah. OP responded, that's a good question. She is young, so it could be she doesn't know the signs to look for, and I doubt he would straight out tell her. On the other hand, though, I do think 14 is old enough to recognize these things, so I may just ask her. Yeah. I agree with all this. Yeah, it just may be a lesson It may be a, a lesson to learn. This is yeah. the moment to, to learn from that moment. This right. is the moment. Yeah. We were all a little bit myopic as teens. Yes, good word. You know, there it is. <laughs> all right, next story. This comes from True Off My Chest. Uh, all right, here we go. I talked to the dead first husband of my wife and my stepdaughter. <laughs> and? Okay. I met uh, Helena almost two decades ago. It was a party at a lake for the local university. We liked each other, but our lives were very, very different. I was finishing school that year and had to do my, my year of civic duty, something we don't have anymore. With that, I would go to university far away. She didn't finish school, but started working early. I lived in a small town with my mother, and she already had her own apartment in a really rundown district of a huge city. Things just didn't work out. We kept in contact over the years, but I wouldn't say we were friends. We were people who liked to catch up via text or phone every six to ten months. When I was home, we hooked up. But this stopped when she met her soon-to-be husband. I can't tell you anything about him, because I never met him in person. They fell in love, got married, and Helena got pregnant with a daughter. They were happy together. I didn't really care. I thought it was sad that we didn't talk anymore, but I understood. I wasn't as lucky as her when it came to relationships. If you read my comments to other posts, you will see that I had my fair share of problems. I kind of accepted that I would never have a family, a stable relationship, or at least more than three days in a row of not being depressed. Let's say alcohol isn't the best idea in such a situation. At least I was high functioning. I did really well in university and started a career. It brought me back to my home, home region. I hadn't heard from Helena in several years. What I didn't know was that my life was a cakewalk compared to hers at this time. Helena's husband was killed in a car crash. Some asshole was driving under the influence and thought he could make the turn before her husband would pass. It wasn't me, but it was one more argument for me to stop drinking. I never asked for more details. She doesn't like this topic, so I try to respect it. She couldn't handle what happened and ended up in a clinic for her mental health. Her daughter was, in, was with her mother at the time. The day she was released, she had her own car crash. Turns out the doctors weren't joking when they told her she shouldn't drive with the drugs they were giving her. She went back to the clinic. Then she saw on Facebook that I was back in town. She wrote me and I answered. I visited her. She liked that I wasn't cursing at her for driving drunk. I didn't think I had the right to do it, given my love of alcohol. I won't bore you with the details of how it proceeded. We married and built a house together. Her daughter didn't like me at first, but we bonded the second I bought a PS5. She is a gamer. We jokingly say the gamer gene comes from me. Neither her mom nor her dad liked it, but my wife has gotten really good at pretending though. But I returned the favor by pretending I like horses. My stepdaughter, Leah, 
calls me by my first name. I like it. From what I heard, she had an amazing dad and I never wanted to be a father. I don't think I would be a good one. I told her that I don't wish to replace her dad. She refused to believe me until one day when I told her that I would need the PS5 the whole evening and she would need to use her PS4 in her room to play Minecraft with her friends. She said something along the lines of, good parents would share the console. I reminded her that I'm not her parent. She started laughing. Her mom hates me for that because she needs to be the one setting all the rules. I understand that some of you probably think I should help Helena and not just be the everything goes stepdad, but Leah accepts me and she feels at home in our house. Her mom continues to do an amazing job raising her. I think I do best by respecting her and demanding respect when it comes to my stuff. Leah knows she can ask me for advice and I am far better in helping with her homework than her mother. Every year, they visit Leah's father's grave on the day the accident happened. At first, I asked her if she wanted me out of the house for the day, because I can understand they need the hours for themselves. On the third year, they asked me to drive them. I waited in the car. We went to the restaurant afterwards. It was very silent. I had no idea what to talk about. The thing is, I am incredibly happy. I was gifted with a family that I love. I had given up on believing I could ever have this. I really had, but I feel incredible guilt. A good man had to die for my happiness. So once every three months, I visit his grave on my own and talk to him. They don't know this, and I have no intention of telling them. I thank him, and I tell him about his wife and his daughter, and his parents, if I happen to know something about them. They have trouble with me. They are cordial, but I can see it in their faces when I drop my daughter off or come and get her. It shouldn't be me who does it, and nothing will ever change that. Today is the day they will visit him, after they are out of work slash school. I think I will visit him the next day and tell him about this post. Tell him that other people knew he existed and that he did an amazing job. Thanks, dear reader, for reading until here. I hope it wasn't too weird. I'm not sure if I will answer any questions. Writing about me feeling guilty because of his death already feels really hard. Wow. Yeah, that, that got me. Wait, I thought he talked to, I thought he had a conversation. I thought, I was waiting for... No, so what he's saying I was is, waiting for a dead interaction. No, I was I know, too. I, I was know. Too. I thought this was going to be like a haunting. No, he just, he goes privately. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing, wow, the movie trailer really, <laughs> really tells you the movie's different it's, than I the movie. I was, I was very uncertain. I was like, I think these are wholesome, but what is this? I was this? like, get yeah. ready for him to tell that him That was something. like, that was, that was 2015 YouTube titling yes. strategy. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, wow. That is so sweet. It, that, what a wow. very just complex and deep relationship. Yeah. You know, just the, how that how that whole thing was based off of and just like what all, everything that this guy is like feeling in terms Ooh. of like, I mean, the relationship means a lot to him that, yeah. that this all kind of came to be. Yeah. Also, it's, it contains one of my favorite lines. We bonded as soon as they knew I bought a PS5. Yeah. That, that was my favorite. That was really. A PS5 can mend most relationships. Put that right on the box. <laughs> Sony, <laughs> Sony. <laughs> Sony. Sony, your stepdaughter will think you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so these comments here. Someone said, all these damn onions all over the place. Yeah. You know. Totally. Uh, someone said, from what you described about that man, he must be at peace to know that his wife and his daughter are in safe hands and loved the way they deserve to be. Cheers, mate. You're a good man, and you deserve this happiness for the effort you've put into yourself. I was going to say, what a lovely kind of like tale of thinking that you are at your lowest and deserving of nothing, yeah. and yet life turns around and says, hey, you can grow from this. Here's, you know, here's some yes. seeds. Plant them yeah. and do the right thing to yes. watch them grow. I like you. 
<laughs> it was it was just really nice because like yeah. I feel like I mean I definitely know that that there are those human moments where you're just like damn am I like worthy of being forgiven and yeah. growing yeah. from this and it feels like he just is acknowledging so much that he, that this family used to be a part of somebody else yeah. or not belong but used to be used mm -hmm. to have another person and he is now he's not taking the place of somebody but it just it feels like it's, he is yeah. always acknowledging the other person that used to be there well because yeah. there's there's love but i think what this shows is like the ultimate respect it's yes it's respect them, yeah, which yeah. is so important yeah. and he really respects them to the point where even when if they don't know about it he respects them yeah and i think that's so cool yeah. it is very and uh, i don't know if he knows how singular that can be in a person like what a yeah what a trait what a what a virtue that is on its own well especially considering so many stories we read on this show are about dads and stepdads who are garbage and oh, so to to yeah. read someone who's so whose heart is so in the right place yeah. It's so nice. And everything else there, just in regards to that relationship that he yeah. has with the daughter, I feel like is that is all parts of the growing pains of coming yeah. into a family that's already been created. Yeah. And just good for grief. Like <sighs> grief on behalf of both his partner and the daughter. Like I think so much of it is like not being in denial that something happened, right? Yeah. And like holding space for that. Yeah. Whether yeah. they want to do that or not. Like you just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one last comment here. I'm a widow in my 30s. We knew my husband was dying for two years due to cancer. Towards the end, one night, he woke me, uh, he woke me crying, begging me uh, to promise him that I would find someone to love slash remarry because the thought of me spending the rest of my life sad and alone was tearing him apart. He couldn't bear to think of my life ending with his. It's been less than a year now since he's passed, and I can't imagine ever being ready to do so. But the point of my comment is to tell you, your presence has been a gift to your wife and daughter. He wouldn't have wanted them to suffer alone. You honor him by loving and caring for them because he cannot. Yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna destroy me. Because <laughs> I can only imagine mm -hmm. feeling that way and, and what, just like how big of a move that is to have to tell somebody that and you yeah. want them to yeah. be happy. It's, that's, this is this is fucking crazy that that fucking idiots are on Reddit doing <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing stupid shit. Okay. And then, no, no. <laughs> on, on a site where idiots are on Reddit doing stupid shit, there's also this. Yeah. I know. Reddit's a, Reddit. Reddit I, has. I, Man, I, I, I've taken a break for a while, but I used to, <laughs> I would scroll Reddit for a while, and I mean, the problem is you'd read this, followed up by something that infuriates you, followed up by something that's like a dumb meme. It, it's not, you're, the human brain should not be <laughs> The brain chemistry shifts. My, my brain quickly. is like, what has happened on this day? <laughs> That's yeah. so Thank uh, you yeah. for giving me this curated Reddit experience. Uh, yes, this is, we're giving you all the best parts of it. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing else to say on that one. Yeah. Okay, next one. Am I the asshole for calling my brother a silly goose to his kids? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm very interested. Yes. <laughs> that was the silly goose department. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling him for me. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I'm a 22-year-old woman who lives alone. I have an older brother, and we have a pretty significant age gap, around five years. 
Okay. Significant. Significant. <laughs> My brother has two kids, ages three and five. This past weekend, we met up, and he asked me to spend a day with his kids down at the local playground while he ran some errands. This was completely fine with me. I love kids. He left, and me and the kids went down to the playground. When we were walking there, the five-year-old asked if I liked his dad. I told him I thought he was such a silly goose. The kid didn't comment on it. He just, <laughs> he just kept asking a few random questions about other things, and I didn't think anything of it. After a little while of us playing at the <laughs> playground, my brother came back, and as soon as the kids noticed, they ran up to him. I could tell they were saying something to him. I couldn't exactly tell what, though. Afterward, <laughs> he came up to me and asked to speak to me in private for a second. <laughs> <sighs> what did you say to him? Did you tell him I'm a silly goose? Um, what? Did you, did you tell him I'm a silly goose? I thought this was still part of the I... <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> this is just us being crazy. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Afterward, he came up to me and asked to speak to me in private for a second. We go to a tree a few feet away. <laughs> and then he starts quietly scolding me, telling me I shouldn't have called him that. That. He said it set a bad example and image for the kids. I was confused about what he was talking about, so I asked him. He told me he meant I shouldn't have called him a silly goose. I told him he was overreacting and that I didn't understand why he would take offense over saying that he's a silly goose to his kids. After that, I thought we had left the kids unattended for too long, so I decided to head back to the playground. He called me an asshole on the way back. The rest oh, of our meetup was oh, really so awkward and tense between us. The kids seemed to have fun, though. When I got home, I was thinking to myself if what I said was really that bad and if I had changed those oh. kids' image of their father. Am I the asshole? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I have he, a lot to unpack. He's not a silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the definition of a silly goose. No. First of all, now I just visual, he's gotta be just a uh, very, very um, stuffy, I imagine him now as the stuffy dad from The Sound of Music. Like, did you call me a silly goose? Oh, the guy who sings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. That's he's the one who sings Edelweiss. With a full <laughs> naval outfit. <laughs> he's got to. Um, <laughs> There's definitely an insecurity situation going on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do, oh man, I absolutely adore this story. No. In the same breath, he goes, you can't call me a silly goose, you're an asshole. Don't call me a silly goose, you asshole. <laughs> I hate him. I love that. I think that's, I mean, no, I don't actually love that. This whole situation is a little messy. But <laughs> I just find that so funny that the kids like whispered it over to him. Like this was like, maybe there was like an incident that happened in the household. Also, he's only five years older than her. So like, there's not this level of superiority that he should have on her at this point. And I do feel like she should have, come on. <laughs> Come on, I could have called you much worse, buddy. Your dad's a silly <laughs> what goose. If, what, what would made this funnier is if the kids held on to it, and then when the kids like twenty five, <laughs> they're skipping rocks by by a lake and just like, <laughs> Dad, there's something I forever ago. Aunt Cindy said something, and I. Are you, are you a silly goose? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I never wanted you to find out. Or that kid, that kid's talking to their therapist, and they're like, "Well, do you That's... think you think your dad's an alcoholic?" And you're like, "No, I think he's a silly goose." And the therapist is like, "Interesting, interesting." <laughs> Comments here, not the asshole. It is clear from this interaction that this man is is perhaps the silliest of geese. <laughs> uh, someone said, "I've met a lot of gooses in my life." 
This guy definitely seems like one of the silliest. Uh, someone else said, maybe clarify with your brother what it means to him. Perhaps he views it differently than others. To me, it's a silly endearment, but it could be different to him or his kids. <laughs> that's what I, that's, I, that's my only explanation yeah. for this. I will say like, like, I don't know. I have one experience that makes me think of this. Like with kids and the way they, they are with words when they're young with parents, sometimes can be weird. Like once I was with my friend and her kids and I said, like, I was saying, like, come on, dude, to her daughter, who was younger. And she was like, I'm not a dude. <laughs> and they got mad. And they were like, oh, she's not a dude. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't mean like that. Like, maybe Silly Goose was interpreted by the kids and by the dad, like, as something, like, like inappropriate or, like, disrespectful. Yes. You know, like, I don't know, like. But I he should have clarified that. I like. Yeah, he, he could have said why. Totally. Yeah. I think now this is a complete out of left field theory, but and I don't watch a lot of South Park, but there was that one episode where like they hang hung around with a lot of I think gay men, and they used the term silly goose, and it was like and the dad in that show got mad at the kid for calling the other kid like you silly goose. And so maybe this guy, uh, this is a big old theory. And big I, and if I'm wrong, theory. and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong because I don't know this, but I'm just this guy, this guy's 27. Just a theory. But like, maybe there's like a kind of like a, a connection there to. In his mind. In his mind. And a, maybe he's even embarrassed to even admit that that's his psychological connection to it. He is a 27 year old man. He probably has watched a lot of South Park. <laughs> it's a fair guess. It's a, and, yeah, but and, it's uh, completely could be a theory. If, he's, like a if, he's, if, he's, yeah. if he's that insecure. Right. Or yeah. just even calling your parents, I think having your young kids hearing someone say something disrespectful about that. your dad yeah. could be just like, hey, we don't talk about could dad that just that, yeah. Yeah, As, you call me sir. Yeah. Right, they, they just probably refrain from all name calling and maybe he's very strict about that. Yeah, all right. Next one. Are you ready, you silly geese? I'm I was just gonna so say ready. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the asshole for telling my soon-to-be niece that she doesn't need to wear a dress to my wedding? No. I, next story. <laughs> uh, I, a 32-year-old woman, am getting married to my fiance, a 41-year-old man, next year. After we got engaged, I suggested it might be nice to ask my fiance's niece, 15, if she wanted to be a bridesmaid, too. I've only met her a couple of times, so we're not close, but she seemed like a cool kid, and I thought it might be nice uh, for us to bond slash get to know each other and involve her in the wedding. She's the only niece slash nephew on either side of the family. Anyway, cut to a few weeks ago, and we're in my uh, fiance's hometown to visit his family and discuss wedding stuff. Fiance's brother, sister-in-law, and their daughter came over, and I noticed this time that she was dressed a lot more androgynous than I remembered. The topic eventually moved to wedding dresses and bridesmaids dresses, and I could see she was immediately uncomfortable. Her parents, mostly her mom and grandma, were making comments about how she'd need to be more feminine, brush her hair, etc., and how nice it would be to see her like that. I'll be honest and say this hit a nerve with me. I was very much a tomboy as a teenager, even though I'm not anymore, and it absolutely broke me whenever my relatives would say things like that. Eventually, her mother made a comment along the lines of, It'll be nice to see you dressed like a girl for once. My soon-to-be niece looked really sad, embarrassed, and overall hurt. 
In response, since that really hit a nerve, I immediately told her that my maid of honor would be wearing a trouser suit for the wedding and not a dress. That I'd given all the bridesmaids the option of wearing anything they want as long as it's in the wedding color to make things easier. I pulled out my phone and started showing her photos of the ideas my friend had sent me. A jumpsuit, culottes, a trouser suit, a tailored tux, etc and let her know that she could pick anything at all she wanted. She could even wear jeans and trainers if that made her comfortable. It's a wedding, not a fashion show. She perked up a bit when I said that, but her mom looked really pissed off. She's since asked my fiance to pressure me into getting all the bridesmaids dresses so that their daughter will have to wear one, which LOL, no. My husband doesn't give a shit what she wears, but he also doesn't want his family and I to be arguing on the wedding day. I don't wanna back down because I know what it feels like to be pressured into wearing something that makes you uncomfortable. On the other hand, I know it's only for a day and it'd make the family happy. Am I the asshole for trying to overrule her parents? It's your wedding. I was gonna say, <laughs> whose wedding is it? Yeah. Uh, mm. You should be having your wedding for you in, mm -hmm. in this situation. We've covered a lot of wedding stuff and, and the typical consensus here and on Reddit is like, it's your wedding, you get to decide, yeah. right? Uh, nobody gets to make those those rules for and, you. And yeah. I think we talk about this even here, uh, all the time where it's like, it's your body. No one gets to make yes. those rules. Yeah. So there's a lot of layers of, hey, you're overruling something you shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also like, it, just the idea of you asking, it's such an indirect way of like, going about how you want your daughter to do something. Like, you should pressure all of the bridesmaids to do this thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If you want to be the mean parent, be the mean parent, but I'm not going to I'm not going yeah. to do that. Right. You know? The only thing I can understand for a second in the second half of this was I don't want their I don't want her fa their family to be upset and having drama or whatever like that cuz I come from a sure. family where um, the first family wedding I ever went to um, my mother came around, stuck her hand on my shoulder, and because I guess my cousin, it was my cousin's wedding, and they were doing something on their own that the family didn't like. Come from a very Italian household, okay. and it's very just you know, uh, the family first. And um, something was do something. The bride wanted something. I don't remember. And I was like 15, and my mother puts her hand on my shoulder. She goes, "I want you to remember this for your wedding." Um, it's about your family, not you. And my mom walked away. Goodness. <laughs> and I went, okay. <laughs> I will remember that. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think that is a big thing that people uh, have to struggle with, which is pleasing other people, because you are being, you have to please a lot of people at your wedding, yeah. and you want peace at some point, right? And you don't want drama, but it's your wedding yeah. and it's your body, it's your family, it's people you love, and you should let people do what they want. Um, yeah, because I feel like it has to be like a generational, this is what yes. you've come to expect with a wedding. Yeah, and you want to please your elders, is what I hear <laughs> all the time, and you want to make the mother happy, and if the mother wants their daughter in a dress, but at some point, my God, get over <laughs> it, lady. It's out of hand. Yeah, I mean, the the world is is burning. Let's <laughs> let's let our weddings be for us. Yeah, come on. Let's stop worrying about what we're wearing. Um, <laughs> so the verdict was not the asshole. Yeah, obvious. I would definitely agree with that. Yes, uh, definitely not the asshole. Don't back down. Stand your ground. Never in my life had I thought I would be urging someone to be a bridezilla. Please be the bridezilla. Go full bridezilla. 
Someone, I feel like there's worse bridezillas than that. She is not a bridezilla. <laughs> I know. She's actually so chill. But I, I She's an I ally like bridezilla. Come oh, on. I love exactly. It. <laughs> uh, not the asshole. I love your attitude, and in the future, I think you should position yourself as your niece's ally. I think she needs one. Her parents are the crappy ones. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the mother is also trying to force the entire bridal party into buying bridesmaid dresses instead of what they already planned and budgeted for. It's not just cruel to the niece, it's an inconvenience to all of the other Yes. That's and, very fair yeah, point. Maid of honor, yeah. It's it's so strange. Um, and I know I look, I, I'm not a mother. I, I don't I know the mother-daughter relationship might be complicated, yeah. but yeah. I have never understood caring that much about what people wear. Right. I I will never I don't think I ever will, but maybe yeah. that's also generational. Yeah. Uh, I know, think I'm so. sure there uh, might be pressure that are being put on the mom and how she's raising her kid from her family members. There could be all yeah. sorts of things that are going, like it's mm -hmm. like most of these situations, it's complicated. Yeah. And it's it's hard to pass a flat yeah. judgment without really knowing everybody's context. No, you're but, right. But like you said, the world's burning. Yeah, and I, I think also you do have to take into account how the bride's feeling and how this daughter's feeling. And it yeah. should, you know, sometimes, you can't ever make everybody happy. <laughs> But, but at the end of the day, she decided anyone can wear whatever they want. Great. That's the rule. Yes. Um, On this day, let's make the bride happy. Exactly. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Do you want fresh groceries but don't have the time to go shopping for them yourself? Well, try grocery delivery from DoorDash. That's right. They've been delivering restaurant food for years, and now they can deliver groceries too. Uh, they will give you thousands of grocery store options to choose from. They can deliver it to you straight to your door whenever you want, uh, and they're guaranteed to get you exactly what you ordered or else they'll make it right. Uh, it's fantastic, and if you want even more value, you can get the Dash Pass membership to get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders. Uh, it's really great, it's super convenient, and it's a uh, fantastic value. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order of up to a $20 value when you use code PITREDDIT at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app on the App Store using code PITREDDIT. All right, next story. I fell in love with my rival. <gasps> this is my favorite kind of story. <laughs> uh, it's called anime, okay? Yes. <laughs> um, it's called Shakespeare. It's, okay. called, it's called half of archive of our own. <laughs> Shakespeare is anime, let's be real. Uh, so this comes from True Off My Chest, so it's a, it's a confession someone is making. It's, it's, that's the whole point of this subreddit. Mm. Yeah, well, shit. <laughs> I am a man, I, I am a man, and he is also a man. I thought I left this gay phase at 15, but no. I knew him for about three years since I started drag racing, and since the first day, we have had our rivalry. But despite that, he was always there. Whenever I needed him, there he was. He saved me so many times and still counting. Corny, I know. I just woke up one day and felt the need to see him. Touch him in all sorts of ways. He just went back to his military service. Oh, this has, this is just, Everything. Hello. It has everything. This summer. 
I need the movie rights. Yep, I'm here. <laughs> I bought my ticket. I'm at AMC. Yesterday, I thought he was just being nicer. A hug is not something unusual, but when it's all the time, it's something else, right? Today, I just realized that I love him. I love him, and I feel heartbroken. It feels like my heart was ripped from my chest. Oh. Maybe he was just being nice because he would miss me, and my mind got the wrong signals. I needed to get this out because I just don't trust anyone to spit it out, and he could see this. Ryan, I love you with all my heart. I fucking love you. So I haven't read oh. or watched Red, White, and Royal Blue. Is this? This is better. <laughs> this is better. Wow. Um, wow. Is there an update? Comments. Uh, a drag racer and a marine. This? I'm assuming. <laughs> I, he didn't tell me. You're the, right. This is better than Red, White, and Royal wow. Blue. Wow. <laughs> Um, that every sentence, it just kept getting better. That was like a, a fighting game when you're getting a combo go. Yes. It was, like, <laughs> it was, like, it was like, whoa. There was yes. new information each sentence. Yeah. Oh, man. Holy shit. That's the best Reddit post I've ever seen. Wow. And this just guy reads Reddit every day. I was going to say, that, I was like, is that the caliber you get all the time? Yeah. I need to sign up um, for Reddit. Now, <laughs> some comments here. Wow. I hope Ryan sees this. Uh, someone said, Someone said, no homo, I swear, but that was a beautiful profession of love. Go get your man. Jesus. It was important because I was about to call that commenter a homo. <laughs> I'm so glad that they specified. Glad, thanks for saying that, man. Thanks for saying that, Thank dude. Thank God. You saved uh, yourself. Uh, someone said, what in the Wattpad? It's oh, so true. Um, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's wow. Great. All yeah. I have to say is, wow, five stars. Siskel yeah. and Ebert give it two thumbs up right. from heaven. It's a good thing we have an update. Yes! 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 <laughs> it it's just Christmas keeps getting morning. better. <laughs> please, please let it be a good update. Okay, okay, okay. As I confessed my sad heart aching story a month ago, that was quick AF. Ryan obviously got the tea because a mutual friend on this subreddit went on snitch mode. I received a letter this morning from him. I won't go into details, but I couldn't be happier to tell you that he reciprocated my feelings. I feel like for once in my life, things are going right. I was in relationships before, but never felt this way. I've been chuckling like an asshole all day long, and I just thought to give the last post a happy ending. That's it. Thanks for reading. Wow, 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 wow. That is wow. everything. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Saving Ryan's private. Oh my gosh, that's so He's good. He's been chuckling like an asshole. <laughs> I'm cloud nine from this. This this is going to be enough to keep Holy me through the rest of the shit. year. This whole episode proves Reddit to be a beautiful, magical place. Oh my gosh. They, I really do need the movie. I do need, or just the Lifetime special, just something. Yeah. I, I, truly, like, and I'm assuming when he said drag racing, I'm assuming not RuPaul's drag not race. RuPaul, I'm assuming yeah. we're talking about like literal, like race, drag race. Oh, that's so good. That's so, and and to proclaim the love on Reddit, just to like, I need to freaking take up. I, I need to try this technique because <laughs> this. <laughs> And somebody oh. sent it to him, and then he just did a quick little update because he's obviously in love. He doesn't even want to be on the internet that long. He's like, just a heads up, I'm in love, chuckling, bye. I know. I, I want to know this other person who went into snitch mode. He's so happy with this person who went into snitch mode. Yo, that's, oh, oh, that's oh, a friend. They went into snitch that's mode. a friend. I'm going to connect. That's so good. Look, it's one of those where I'm like, even if it's fake, and I don't think it is, even if it's fake, well done, sir.
I didn't like, even I didn't even think about that. You're right. It could have been, but I don't care. Cares. If it's fake, then Shonda Rhimes went on Reddit and gave us free <laughs> shit. No, that's that's yeah. So good. That's amazing. So many details to that. Holy shit. Wow. Okay, here we go. This is also from True Off My Chest. Another confession we have here. Oh. I'm gay and my wife doesn't know. Okay, let's get into this. My wife and I have been together nine years, married for seven, but I know that I'm gay. I've never been attracted to another woman other than her, but I've been attracted to lots of men. I've never been in a sexual relationship with a man, but if I wasn't with my wife, I know I would be. My preferences when I'm by myself have only ever been over men, LOL. But it's strange. My wife is my soulmate in the most absolute sense. It doesn't matter that she's a woman. I'm so in love with her mind and her heart and her as a human being that she could literally be in any body and I would love and worship her. Even being with her sexually is incredible because it's her. I know this makes no sense and that's why I can't tell her. She would think she isn't enough because she isn't a man, but she's the other half of my soul and I could never ever hurt her or be without her. I think every inch of her body is beautiful and she lights me up like no other human ever could. She completes me and I know I won't need to be with anyone else, but I know no one will believe that. Is it possible to be gay except one woman? If so, that's what I am, LOL. Edit. I realize now I'm probably on the bisexual spectrum somewhere instead, and I'm content with that. I don't really need a label. Oh, and those calling me a pervert, a, de a degenerate, a fetishist, etc., for being attracted to men, I suggest you try replacing the hate in your heart with love. It's worked out very well for me. I'm going to move on to the update we have. <laughs> yeah, for this. this feels like because this that's that feels incomplete for me. Um, but complicated feelings. Yeah. Deeply complicated for that guy. So after I posted here last week, I did a lot of research and I'm fairly certain I'm bisexual with a strong physical preference for men, but demisexual when it comes to women. I've never had deep feelings for anyone except my wife, male or female, but when I met her and started to develop those feelings, the physical attraction strongly followed. I obviously don't plan on ever finding out if it would be the same with other women, nor do I plan on being with men, despite what some people said. Either way, these labels don't really matter in themselves because I won't be exploring it, but I did decide I wanted to tell my wife and they helped me articulate it. So I sort of blurted it all out to her over the weekend. I told her I'm probably bisexual slash demisexual and initially wasn't sure whether to tell her she's the only woman I've ever been with sexually attracted to, but I did in the end. I told her my love for her wasn't defined by her gender, but that she's my soulmate and I'm truly in love with her heart her mind, and her body. Those of you who said she probably knew more than I thought were right. She was sort of surprised, but not entirely. She said she assumed I wasn't straight because she had a vibe. Not sure what that means. And she'd noticed I'd never talked about how other women were attractive. I think she was surprised that my preference other than her skews so significantly towards men, but she knows I don't want to pursue it, so she said it doesn't matter. She also told me she thinks she's on the bisexual spectrum too, somewhere herself, though likewise has no plans to explore it. But it's such a relief to have it all out in, uh, in the open with her. I told her I'd be more than happy to go to therapy with her if she wants help processing, and she said that's not necessary right now, but it's good to know it's an option in the future. Thank you to everyone who left kind and critical but constructive messages, and no thank you to the homophobes. Looks like everything will be okay. Aww. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I think that is a perfect example of how wide the spectrum yes. of attraction is and how yeah. just 
beautifully colorful it can be. Yes. You know, and like, and labels are very useful for people to help kind of put them in a place where that helps them understand themselves. But at a certain point for some people, it's just easier for them to be like, I like this person. And right. I, you know, for whatever reason, it just clicks with that person and it sometimes yeah. just comes down to that. So for me, that made perfect sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I love that she also was like, I'm on the bisexual spectrum, I think, as well, because she also can understand, like, that's now yeah. she's coming from yeah. a place of understanding. Well, it's, it's kind of sweet that she's like, I had, a, I had a vibe, but, you know. I know. I love that. Yeah. And that boxing it in is actually where it gets weird. And yeah. that, like, like, pressuring and trying to figure it out, like in the moment under a label, it might be what? I, I like what you said though, that labels do help some people. Yeah. For some people, a label might be what the puzzle piece they're missing, but for others it might complicate their thing. Yeah. So to, to be like, hey, you don't need them if you don't want them. Well, and that's why I think, because a lot of people are like, you know, there's that whole argument of like, oh, well last week you were this, this week you're that. Well, that's because I'm still trying to figure myself out, buddy. Maybe yeah. I didn't get that label just correctly. Or maybe just my preferences do change. It does happen with some people. Yeah. And you try and figure yourself out like, oh, I thought I was this, like, but this week I actually have figured a little bit more about myself out. And I feel like I'm actually feeling more comfortable with this label. Yeah. But then some people are just like, I like what I like. It's too complicated to break it down like that. And I think that, it's, it was such a healthy kind of like development for him. He obviously was trying to figure this out. He was obviously trying to process it. He goes on to Reddit to try and get that feedback. And then he gets to the next step of now wanting to talk about it with yeah. the person who he loves and trusts in the world. And she appreciated that. And I think it's like a beautiful story of communication yeah. and self-discovery. And a safe place that he comes to where then she can go to too and yeah. go, well, actually, I'm thinking this as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so great. It's it. Once again, compared to most Reddit stories we read, <laughs> which are all about just the worst communication possible yeah. or lack of communication yeah. in general, this is like deep, intense communication yeah. about a very complicated subject. Like yeah. he doesn't even fully understand, but he's still communicating to her everything he knows. Totally. Yeah. Um, and the trust that they gained for each other throughout this process is yeah. huge. Yeah. Because now they're like, well, I know you would tell me anything. Right. Because you told me something that you probably were scared to tell anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he was like offering up the resources for therapy. She's like, we communicate really well, I think. <laughs> a, a therapist would be like, thank you for the hour charge. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, even though you're here for five minutes, I have to charge you for the hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So comments here. Labels are so pointless at the end of the day. You're attracted to men and you're over the moon for your wife. Just loving her is most important. Uh, OP responded, you're right. I think I've worried and psyched myself out over the label. When actually, I guess that's pretty unimportant if I never want to be with anybody but her anyway. Um, someone else said, she is the other half of my soul and I could never hurt her or be without her. This is so beautiful. What a lucky man to have found that in another person. Love is transcendent and doesn't need a body to know when it's found the perfect fit. The spectrum of the human soul is not one size fits all. We are a panoply of keys and locks within an infinite range of doors all labeled love. Knowing yourself the way you do is a blessing and finding your person in all the people is everything. I gotta look up the word panoply. A complete or impressive Ooh. collection of things. Look at this panoply, isn't it neat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Let's get into this next story here. Oh, I, female 18, realized all the sacrifices my older brother, uh, 25, made for us. Uh, this is from True Off My Chest. 
a lot of those. Uh, just a quick trigger warning, there's referencing of uh, parental abuse in, mm. in this, so. Here we go. Created this account just for this story. Also, I wanna keep in mind that I'm sharing this story from my perspective and from what my brother told me, so I don't know how much is completely accurate. But I also don't have a reason to doubt the accuracy. Me and my siblings grew up in a highly abusive environment. Besides my older brother, I have two younger siblings, a younger brother and a younger sister. Our parents were addicted to alcohol, they would drink every day, and it was like a forced round of Russian roulette. We either had luck and they would just argue downstairs with each other or they would come upstairs to release their anger onto us. Whenever they did, my older brother would stand guard at the stairs to make sure we were safe. He would try to make them focus on him so whenever they came upstairs, they would physically unleash on him. And when they tried to enter any of our rooms, he would provoke them so they would focus on him and hurt him until they were too tired to focus on us. While he protected us from them, he sacrificed his own childhood. And instead of doing something he liked, he educated himself and learned how to do programming each and every single day. He knew that something from the IT and programming sector would get him a high paying job. And his goal was to get out of, he get out of there and take us with him. But to take care of us, he needed money. He also never had friends at school because he saw friends as a waste of time for his goals, let alone the fact that he never properly finished his education because he was more worried about us than his own future. When he was 18, he did an internship for a local IT office that was looking for employees. And after a few weeks, he got the job and he was making good money. After he moved out, he found an apartment with enough space for all of us. And from that day on, he tried everything to get us out of there. After my brother was gone, we had to take on a lot, but at least we didn't have to wait for long. After my parents got arrested, we started to live with my brother. He had to do a bit more stuff so that my younger siblings could live with us too, but he somehow managed to convince authorities to let them stay with us. I will never understand where he got all this energy from to do all this. I was still underage when we continued to live with him. But in his new job, he made enough money to make sure we had it good, and he finally gave us the loving and caring home we craved for such a long time. I adore him so much. He was so selfless all the time and rather took care of us than himself. Yesterday, something happened that made me want to share this story. I woke up and went to get some breakfast, and when I passed my brother's door, I heard him crying in his room. I knocked at his door and went inside, and the moment he saw me, he wiped away his tears and smiled. He asked if I was all right. I didn't feel the need to answer. I just hugged him. I felt so sorry for him. He sacrificed everything so that we were safe. He couldn't hold in his tears any longer, and I told him that he should probably go to therapy because what he went through would be way too much to handle for anyone. I adore him so much, and I will forever be grateful for every sacrifice he made for us. He did not deserve any of the things our parents put him through. We, as a whole, never deserved what our parents put us through. They were supposed to be a safe space for all of us, but instead they were abusers. I will help my brother and I will make sure he feels loved too. He deserves to have a, sp a safe space too. He wants to be ours, so I want to be his. Thank you for reading. Damn. Gosh, dude. Oof. I, I mean, I, that's, I mean, this, that is very wholesome. You, you do see a lot of these kids who have their childhoods taken away from them yeah. at such an early age, but God bless him for, for doing that. And also for him to also get his siblings out and now his siblings to be there for him. Mm -hmm. That he, you know, the ones he truly well, loved and wanted to protect. He saved his siblings in more ways than one too, because he saved them physically. But I think he also saved them by being a loving authority figure for them. Yeah, by not so being that hardened. they have something. So they're he he broke the cycle. 
yeah. for all of them, which is so cool. That's so um, true. At least, you know, I don't know all these people, but, but I, it sounds but most like, likely, he, broke the, like yeah. he, he gave them such a better chance in every way possible. Like to just give them like a, a, a light uh, at the end of the tunnel sort of thing. I mean, truly. For both of them. Um, this sound, it sounds like a friggin' superhero origin. Yeah. There's a bunch of comments here. Uh, someone said, oh my God, somebody cutting onions in here. Uh, the same guy from earlier, be like, yeah. all these onions. <laughs> um, Somebody needs to get him out of that room of onions. Yeah, man, we gotta save that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone said, lucky you all are to have that wonderful man as your brother. Let him know how much you appreciate him and love him, but also let him know it wasn't fair and it's okay to have feelings about the position he's been put in. I hope that you are all able to find a therapist that can help you untangle this mess. I'm so sorry you were put in this mess, but incredible that you all got out and are doing well. Hugs to you all. Um, yeah, I have to imagine that after so many years of having to fight for that, you have a trauma that doesn't doesn't leave you as soon as you get to the safe place. Yeah. Like yeah. you're still in this like potential defensive mode for a yeah. very long time, and it's right. hard yeah. to break that shell down. So I love that she encouraged him to be like, let's go to therapy, work yeah. through this. And I'm yeah. grateful that she saw it and sees it and says something. Because I feel like with sacrifice, the worst thing that could come, if it's not noticed sometimes, is bitterness. Yep. Like if it goes on for too long, he can harden and just like kind of just, I don't know, if it's not really noticed or thanked or I don't know. There is some th sacrifice that goes without being noticed and sometimes it, it, it's okay. But I feel like for him to keep living the life he's living, he needs to be able to break down in front of her and yeah. ha he needs to be able to be taken care of as well. Yeah. It's, it's so important to communicate because in our own heads, we, delusion is often used as like a negative way, but like we can get delusional in our own heads of thinking like I'm alone yeah. or thinking, oh, nobody cares about me. And it's yes. just like, no, you're, you're being delusional. You're wrong. You actually have a, a network. And it's important to really stay in reality with everyone in yeah. your life. Yeah, I can imagine that's that's the good things that can come out of these Reddit stories because people can put these down here so they can see that they are not alone. Yeah. And I do know people who have dealt with real inter-family struggles and do sacrifices for their siblings and their siblings do not ignore That's what I was gonna say, is like, uh, especially people who, you know, who are just like, I don't know, been going through it. And they yep. and they're just like one thing to the next, one thing to the next. Yep. Especially maybe some of the younger kids. Yep. They might not see it, they might not notice it. Especially when you're raised by a warrior brother like that yeah. who's just like, oh yeah, yeah, my brother's just strong. And I don't know the ages of the younger siblings, but that seems like it might be more her job to tell them yeah. the situation that they're in. Yeah. Um, Someone said, your, your brother is a goddamn superhero. I rarely ever cry while reading a story, but this was fucking awesome to read and I got a bit misty-eyed, not gonna lie. I say, when you get the chance, pay to take him out for some sort of childish adventure, <laughs> something that will allow him to live a little of that childhood he missed out on before he gets too old to actually enjoy it, LOL. OP responded to that saying, I actually thought about doing this. His birthday is in a month and I thought about giving him a bit of the childhood he never had. Mm. So an update. So let's see what happens here. My post is three months old, but I thought I might give you an update just in case you're interested. So in the last three months, I got a job and started to earn money myself. I wanted to take some weight off his shoulders and take care of the many things so that he doesn't have to. After everything he went through, he deserves a break. 
and I try to make sure he learns to take care of his mental health, which is still pretty bad after everything that happened. I honestly underestimated how bad it was and still is. I think that this shield he created to protect himself through the years of trauma is now starting to crumble. All the emotions he's held back and all of the pent up pain is coming up and emotional breakdowns have been happening quite a bit. He's in therapy, but it will take a while for him to feel better. You see, my younger siblings and I were traumatized too, but at least we were kept safe enough by him so that we could express and let our emotions out. Yeah. Uh, he never had that safe space. He had to bottle up everything. It's a good thing that now he has us as his safe space, but I just don't know if it's enough. He is the most important person in our life and we will always be there for him. We make sure every day that he's loved. I mentioned in the previous post that his birthday was in a month. On that day, we got him a birthday cake and some presents. We celebrated with him. It was wonderful. I know I probably talked too much about him, but I feel so bad that everything that happened to him came from him protecting us. I can't stop feeling guilty or that I at least should have uh, interfered way earlier. He assured me it's not my fault and I know that, but it's hard to describe. Imagine you're about to walk across the street and a car is about to hit you because you didn't look both ways, but someone pushes you aside to save you, getting hit themselves. Now this person is permanently injured and you can't stop feeling guilty because you know the person probably would have been okay if you had just paid attention earlier. That's how I feel. All I know is that I will be there for him. That's the least I can do. Um, yeah, and that's all, you, that's all you can do. And I also, I think the metaphor there is tough because you didn't step into that road willingly yeah, and, and without thought. I, I agree think. with that. Uh, yeah, it's it's very natural for one to blame. You were themselves. young. You yeah. were young. You're a kid. Mm -hmm. No kid should have to worry about that. No kid. So I, I think there's a, definitely a cycle of blame that happens. And the cool thing about that update, I feel, is just that they are currently working on it. They're currently getting the help. And I think the fact that like those those defenses are coming down and that he's able to talk about it is all one can ask for at this time. Yeah. And I think it is going to be a long process. Yeah, cuz cuz you know, where the long standing issues can come up is if you keep bottling it up. But he can't. And and he yeah. is accepting the possibility or or is he in therapy? I forget if they but it just sounds like this is uh he's in therapy. Yes. Yeah. So it, it it's it's the they are doing the best possible things they can do oh. to move forward. Wow. Sibling yeah. shit makes me cry. <laughs> yeah, it's, and oh. you know, look, bringing up all these other Reddit stories we always read, we often read about uh, siblings who are not there for each other. Right. And that happens a surprising amount. Yeah. And these are siblings who really all stuck together and yeah. it's so yeah, cool. Yeah, so sweet. I have, I have a one younger and then I have two siblings older, the oldest one is 10 years older than me, mm -hmm. eight years. And I feel like our parents are always very stressing. It's like, hey, we're not gonna be around forever. And at, at that point, all you guys are gonna have is each other. Yeah. So like, we really stress for that relationship to be, to be yeah. founded, so. All right, here we go. Okay. This comes from relationship advice. Giddy up. Oh. <laughs> I, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll try to help you. <laughs> so uh, my girlfriend, a uh, 24-year-old woman, just confessed to me, a 26-year-old man, that she's always faked orgasms. How can I support her better? <laughs> How can I help her through this trying time? <laughs> Is that the whole question? Yeah. I, no, let's let's see. Oh, uh, okay. Now there's a like, whole story. like, wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, all right. 
Today, my girlfriend of six years came up to me and politely confessed something that shook me up quite a bit. Whew. She mentioned that she's never experienced an orgasm during penetrative sex, although clitoral stimulation does the trick for her. We've lived together for the entirety of our relationship and had a pretty active and open sex life. Experimented and tried new things every now and then, and I believed uh, that we've always been open and honest with communication in bed. She would always mention that she's close to orgasm during penetrative sex and finish with an appearance of satisfaction slash relief. I think it hurt quite a bit when I found out that she had been lying about it and never quite felt comfortable sharing this with me. Because frankly, the fact that she can't have orgasms during penetration is not even close to a deal breaker for me. I know that a lot of women experience clitoral orgasms more commonly than penetrative ones, and in hindsight, I would have been more attentive to what she enjoys and focused on that instead of what can't happen. What bothers me is that it took six years to talk to me about this. I know that she's had a rough history with abusive relationships in the past and probably felt a lot of shame that prevented her from talking about it, but I feel like my trust in her has been affected quite a bit. We've also spoken about both of us getting individual therapy to work through some of our respective past experiences, but neither of us have ever taken the first step to actually getting help. I guess what I'm really looking for is advice on how to better support her and myself to process all of this because I don't feel prepared at all at the moment. Wow, that was a lot of words. I, I've said all those words on this show, but never that much. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. we, we cover t these types of stories all the time. <laughs> it was like, okay, this sentence has clitoral orgasm. The next one has penetrative orgasm. Yeah. The next one has clitoral orgasm again. Here we Hell keep going. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about it. I think, you know what, this actually kind of reminds me of that story from earlier, where it's like, I think, uh, I think a lot of guys' reaction to this would be like, oh shit. She doesn't like me. It's like, no, man, she's telling you something so, like, it, it, vulnerable yeah. that she clearly, if she didn't want to be with you, she would never tell you that. Right. But, you know, I think it's actually a good thing. Yeah. Um, it is a good thing. I personally feel like that's it. I can understand the I, the confusion or the frustration that somebody didn't tell you that for six years, sure. But I do think that it's not, it's born less out of the trust that you have in the other person and more out of your own personal insecurity that you are broken in some way. Yeah. That you're not able to fulfill that person or that you are going to hurt that person's feelings. Yeah. That's why I think this person didn't tell the person who's writing. And I love that they did eventually get around to this communication. And the, I think the bottom line to this is that nobody, no one is broken for not being able to achieve, you know, penetrative sex, you know, um, orgasm because, like, honestly, that's more common than people think. Right. Like, everyone's built very differently. Yes. So, like, and it's just about exactly what OP's saying. Yeah. How can I make this exactly what you're looking for? Yeah. Because I'm sure she'd be surprised. She's far from alone in that situation. Yes. Of course. We just don't talk. Hey, America, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about sex education enough. No, especially for the women. Especially <laughs> for the women. Yes. We yes. don't. It's yeah. true. And then if people really got there, like, to just knew about the different ways and normalized mm -hmm. sex in different ways, people would be able to communicate about this so much more, so I'm glad that they are talking about it. And I think she probably only was quiet about it because she didn't realize she could probably speak about it mm. for a while. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's the thing that's being like, uh, that she's probably coming into on her own. So like, her, like, I hope he, we don't know how that conversation went down, 
But like, I imagine that she wasn't hiding it from him because she wanted to hide something from him. Yeah. I imagine she was hiding it from him because she didn't know that she could speak up about it because she didn't really feel confident enough to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also, I forgot about this. She had a history of abusive relationships. Yeah. That was said? So, yeah, so that was oh. mentioned. So like, and definitely. the Barbie movie just came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there definitely might have been that affecting her ability to feel like, totally. I don't want to mess this up. I don't know if I can continue. Yeah. Well, it's also tough when it's a, any sort of topic that you think is going to hurt your partner. Yeah. Right. Um, there is an update. Oh. So let's see here. Um, my partner and I had a long chat. I tried my best to reassure her that she's an absolute soldier for getting through the guilt and opening up. And I tried my best to make sure she felt safe and understood. She spoke to me about how she enjoys sex and, get, and gets clitoral orgasms, but a lot of her attention was on making sure she was following templates that she thought was the best for me, just because she felt like it was the best way to keep things working and happy. I clarified, I clarified why I was hurt and let her know that my intention was always to be more involved, collaborate, and have the most fun we possibly could together. I reassured her that I've always been down for experimenting with toys and sensate foreplay. We were both quite emotional and teary-eyed through the entire chat. I could tell that this lie weighed pretty heavily on her, and I saw a sense of relief in my gal that I haven't for a while. I feel like I owe you guys for all of your support. Some of you even reached out on DMs and helped me understand where she was coming from. I never expected the Reddit community to be this wholesome when I posted, and I want to thank you all for helping us take one giant leap towards honest and effective communication and a healthy and happy sex life. Uh, and then a little heart emoji. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Once again, man, communication. It, communication is so key to yeah. every bit of this. And good on them. I love mm -hmm. them working out a system and just just talking about it. That's right. all one can do. And good communication involving good listening. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, I really think for anyone watching this, like, if you have something that you're holding back of this nature, um, especially anything, you know, that you're sexually uncomfortable with, I think it is, and you're in a relationship, it's, it's, it's so important to communicate it, honestly. And, and frankly, if your partner doesn't, like, respond or reciprocate that communication, I'm like, then it's, then then that's, you know that that relationship does not work for you. Yeah. That person, like, you, you deserve better then. Yeah. Um, be, because, but most of the time with these, we're seeing that it, it always ends in a great way. It will be freeing for you to communicate it almost regardless of your partner's response because it's True. the truth. It is the truth. Yeah. You cannot deny it. It's reality. So you might as well acknowledge it. Yeah. And uh, agreed. If it if they don't respond to it positively, then you move on to somebody who will take it will. positively. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, here is our uh, here's our last, last story. One. Am I the asshole for using my wife's four hundred dollar hair dryer on my nards? <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. What's up, Reddit? Oh. <laughs> Out the gate! First of all, Nards and what's up Reddit. So I, I'm, I've got a visual. I think Mr. Beast wrote this. Uh, okay. Um, what's up Reddit? 
35 uh, male here. My wife, a 32-year-old woman, uh, bought herself this awesome hair dryer from Dyson last month. Dyson, and, I knew it was a Dyson. And she paid, <laughs> she paid over $400 for it. This is easily the coolest hair dryer I've ever seen. This is easily the coolest hair, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so YouTuber speak, I don't know. Uh, it's silver and purple and has this really cool design. Reminds me of the plasma rifle from Halo. Super quiet as well. You can dry your hair in stealth mode. I was so impressed by this dryer that I asked my wife if I could use it too. She said I could use it whenever I wanted, and it was good that I use it to better get our money's worth. I started using it every morning after my shower to dry my hair instead of just towel and hair, air drying like I used to. I have short hair, so it only took like a minute to dry. Still felt like I wasn't getting much use out of it, so I started experimenting. I tried drying my armpits, makes applying deodorant much nicer, and I started drying down below. Side note, 100% do recommend. <laughs> Without going into much detail, it just feels a lot more hygienic throughout the day. This morning, my wife walked into the bathroom after my shower and saw something perhaps she wasn't meant to see. For the record, I did not intend for her to come in, but I didn't have the door locked. I had one foot on the floor, one foot on the counter, air, hair dryer in hand pointed towards Venus and Earth. My wife had a bit of a freak out and was like, what are you doing? I stopped and reminded her that she said I could use the dryer whenever I wanted. She oh. countered, uh, she didn't say I could use it that way. So I'm not sure if my wife uh, has a point here. I definitely did not explicitly state how I was going to use the dryer, but there was no conversation of limitations beforehand. Am I the asshole? I love this so freaking much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you yeah. so much. We gotta get this guy on the channel. I was gonna say, this guy feels like classic sitcom himbo. Yeah. Dude. It like, felt like what I what I saw is because he said he stopped her, so it felt like he went, wait. What? You said. <laughs> you said. No, he continues. Wait, he continues. You said. <laughs> He's still blow drying. He's like, you said I could do this. You said I could. No, he stopped freeze frame. He turned that off. Oh. Like he just got caught. No, this guy, I, first of all, it's like the truest form of just, he's like a toddler experimenting with new toy, just like figuring out how it works and like realizing like, oh, yeah. like different yes. forms of hygiene that he didn't realize like. Yeah. He's done. learning. It felt yeah. less, less like he liked to dry these areas off and more like it was just so cool. Yeah. Like the way it, it looked. so cool, which I love. I was like, that's so pure. That's <laughs> such a pure thing for somebody yeah. to just be into. And he was like so about the halo hair dryer and I mean I don't know he's not applying the hairs I'm hoping he's still learning but like I'm hoping he's not putting it on his nards because then yeah. you know burn up burn up the babies yeah don't do that don't burn do up that. the babies and also hygienic in yeah. terms of like her like obviously you don't want to cause too much thing. global warming on earth correct yeah. uh, <laughs> so someone said whoa I'm not the only one <laughs> Someone else said, yeah, sorry, you're the asshole. First off, it's your wife's property. She bought it, it's expensive. She has every single right to stipulate how you use it. I mean, I may not want to use something that's been inches away from a butthole slash ball sack. Fair. 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 I would definitely, that was the other point, I would Fair. be like, communication, once yes. again. Communication. Ask Learn from these others. You know? Communication. Um, maybe she'd be okay. <laughs> or maybe she'd be like, let's get your own halo hair dryer. Uh, Info, which hair dryer was it? Is it a normal blo uh, blowing hair dryer or does it touch your body? I asked because I have a hair dryer brush that actually touches my hair mm. and would not want someone's pubes in it. 
Uh, someone else said, see, this is my question, but my Dyson Supersonic has attachments, and I would uh, strangle my partner if he was diffusing his balls with my $400 dryer. Diffusing? Uh, someone said, LMAO <laughs> diffusing his balls. Uh, not the asshole. As generally reluctant as I am to assign behaviors based on gender, this is a total guy thing. I say that because I found out my husband was doing the same dang thing with my high-end hair dryer. Head, pit, nards. I started to go into orbit over it. But then I realized uh, that when I said, sure, go ahead, he of course assumed that, that it meant for all kinds of hair. And OP, he said the same thing about it feeling more hygienic. And honestly, it's not like using it uh, for body hair contaminates it. So I gave it a try myself. Without going into detail, I'm groomed but not bare. And you know, he was right. It is much nicer. Highly recommend it. You were not the asshole, and I encourage your wife to give it a try as well. Edit. After reading replies to this, it's become clear it's not a total guy thing, and many women besides me do this. Learn something new every day. LOL. Wow, a whole community. Yeah, I mean, well, you have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting here like. <laughs> just like. <laughs> With something about that. I just, kinda... I just, I, 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 I just don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. You don't. I, I, I don't understand what is more hygienic about it. Like, like what? Like. Oh, yeah. I think it's just. Um, it's I imagine less... it's just nice. It's just probably nice. No, I understand that maybe it's nice in the way a bidet feels nice. I think he's saying it but... feels. He, it's not. There's. I don't think it's there's less any science. It's of less it. swampy. Down yeah. there, you know. Yeah, that I get and because you're just like yeah. cleaning it. And as yeah. an alternative, I might recommend if you can't spend, you know, thirty four hundred dollars on a hair dryer, baby powder. Baby powder is a good one down there, as oh, Peter B. Parker from Spider Verse said. And yeah, or just like a cheaper hair dryer for yourself. Or just like a cheaper hair dryer. Yeah, I feel like a cheap hair dryer, maybe not a Dyson. Might I recommend for your balls? Or hike, oh, up, hike up to the top of a mountain where a nice mountain breeze is happening and just strip down. <laughs> Why do you think the Scots had kilts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but I, I and I do. It's so funny. It's just it feels very like. Because I mean, I, I again, I feel like they don't cover this in home ec, nor do they have home ec in America anymore. Uh, how to like properly hygiene, yeah, like, the hygienic yeah. taking care of oneself, and a lot of, a lot of dudes, but probably a lot of women too, just experiment and being like, you know what, this feels better, you know, when I'm on the go, hey, man, and you're needing yeah. a quick dry, you know, yeah, why not? Man. But again, communication, use of property, totally agree. I get, yeah. I get that. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to have the same conversation. Uh, I mean, they, she knows, but I was gonna say, it's, it's just, I'm imagining like the same weight as some of these earlier stories, but just like, hey, I have something to talk to you about. Yeah. I use a Dyson hairdryer to blow my balls. <laughs> In this situation, he was right here and he goes, look, babe, we're communicating. <laughs> Come on. I have two questions for you. Number one, you call me a silly goose. Number two, can I use your Dyson to dry off my balls? <laughs> It's the same guy. Uh, the verdict of that, not the asshole. I mean, it was definitely not the asshole, it was the nards, but. Yeah, yeah, it, he, he didn't state that, that he was drying his asshole, but. There you go. Yeah. Once again, wholesome, because compared to most stories we read, most are like, my boyfriend hasn't cleaned his balls in five years. Yeah. I, am I the asshole for asking? My boyfriend, oh. no, it's more like, my boyfriend hasn't cleaned his balls for five years, but he says, I smell like shit. That actually is one. Yeah. That was one that we <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. He keeps telling me I smell like shit, and he keeps gaslighting me every night before bed. That's that. That's what we're. Whoa. That's the typical. So, fare. so these people who are rating this are like, well, at least he's taking care of himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe with your property. No one's gonna really verdict this as the asshole because everyone's like, this guy's great. No, but it's so it's so cute how he described it. It's just like it's it's purple and it's silver and it's like you could tell any story, but if you start it with "What's up, Reddit," <laughs> I'm probably gonna say you're awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm, I either have a blast hanging out with this guy or I hate this guy, but yeah. he's, a, he's yeah. a good time, I guess. Nards. He's got a, it, it's, it's just like a, that's a very Midwest way to. I know. My nerds. Yeah. This guy's <laughs> this guy's in Ohio. Yeah. yeah right. I will say I didn't know what Nards was, and I really? didn't want to ask. Oh, you but never I, heard I was of like, fun I was candy. like, the second they start talking, I'll know. <laughs> All right, man. What a ride. That was great. How do you how do you feel? I just I feel just like humanity is so freaking cool, dude. Mm -hmm. Like just I mean obviously I've gotten real good uh picks of the litter here for these oh, stories. Sure. But how uplifting of just like uh just how just love. I know we did we did bravery. gender, sexuality, yeah. uh uh, Hi balls, uh hygiene uh <laughs> <laughs> Being raised, nature, nurture, we were all over. And it was just a really, yeah, cool scope of uh, of people in different situations and how they kind of like, in, for most of those situations, rose above it. Um, but yeah, it's, wow, I, I came away feeling really, feeling really good. Yeah, I feel really great too. It's cool to know that all these beautiful, cool things are happening. Agreed. Simultaneously, while other things. Yes. With other things. While other things are also happening on Reddit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, dude, thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. This yeah. was so much fun. This was great. I didn't know what to expect, so I really appreciate You're it. You're the greatest. It was great talking with you guys, <laughs> both of you. you. So, Thomas, where can people find you? Yes, oh, I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's youtube.com slash Thomas Sanders. Uh, basically, again, you if you want to see the same stuff that I normally have, you know, rose through the ranks with, which is like the Vine stuff. I do short videos on Instagram, Thomas Sanders, and TikTok, Thomas Sanders. YouTube is kind of like extended stuff, uh, like the Vine content. And then also we have like a Dungeons and Dragons series on our channel as well, which is, you know, the classic D&D, but we also work with artists that bring the scenes to life. And we also live recreate some of the scenes ourselves and beautiful sound designs. So like, if you want to check out another D&D series that's beautifully told, go check it out. It's called Roll Slaying with Roman. You are truly everywhere. Uh, we try, we try. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Um, well, thank you guys. And thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed this. Hey, tell someone you love them. You know, oh, spread this yes. joy, spread this joy. Uh, and comment down below what other types of themes and subreddits you want us to cover. And we'll see you next time. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I love you.